Welcome to my daily podcast that goes out to paying subscribers via my substack called The Kaka. Today I wanted to um, include the questions and answers that I put to Prime Minister Chris Hipkins yesterday after his pre-budget speech in which he said the government planned to take a no-frills approach to the budget in which uh, he said that the budget would not include any capital gains or wealth or flood levy taxes and that he wasn't about to announce Labour's election manifesto now, even though he was under quite a bit of pressure uh, because of questions about the IRD reports this week showing that our tax system was unfair. I'm going to include for the free subscribers here the uh, uh, full questions and answers and leave it at that. And then over for the paying subscribers, I'll do a bit more analysis and detail. Here we go. Here's uh, uh, Chris Hipkins talking about that wealth report. I think there is evidence that our tax system uh, doesn't always incentivise hard work. Um, the solutions to that, though, are more complicated. But uh, the research out today suggests that there is some unfairness in our tax system. Are you willing to tap about we made some commitments in 2020 around what we would do in this term of government around tax and around the tax system and I'm honouring those commitments. I think it's important uh, that when you're looking at potential changes to the tax system that you have a mandate from the public for any changes that you want to make uh, and if we were going to make any changes uh, they would be outlined in our manifesto. We haven't put our manifesto for the ele- for the coming election out there yet, but we will do that well ahead of the next election. Prime Minister, Prime Minister you said uh, in your first um, outing with business that you thought that when the economy grew, that the tide lifted all boats. Do you, do you still think that after yesterday's wealth report? If the government gets the policy settings right, um, around uh, you know the policy and regulatory settings for the economy right, then a rising economic tide can lift all boats. But are the settings right now, and are, is the tide lifting all the boats? Well, people can form their own judgments on that. The research that was released yesterday provides an evidence base. Um, now, people can, can, can argue about the facts all that they like. Some people seem to be trying to come up with their own alternative sets of facts at the moment, but the facts are out there. Now political parties can formulate their prescriptions or their solutions, um, and then we've got an election coming up in a few months' time. So, so Jacinda Ardern said she'd resign rather than introduce the CGT. Will you do the same? Um, like I've said, I, I'm not. I'm not doing the rule in, rule out game, um, particularly not before we've set out what our manifesto for the next election is. What I will say, though. Um, is that we'll honour the commitments we made in 2020 for this term of government. Before the next election, we will set out our tax policy for the next three years, uh, should the Labour government be re-elected, and we will stick to that. Prime Minister, do you rule out campaigning on a capital gains or wealth tax? As, I, as I've said, I'm not, I'm not announcing our tax policy for the next election today. Prime so Minister, no. Prime Minister, do, do you um, think the government should be tightening fiscal policy, which is what you indicated in your speech, when the economy is going into potentially a recession? Um, at the moment, one of the biggest things that we need to focus on is making sure that we're bringing inflation back down. We can't sustain the high levels of spending that we had during the COVID-19 period. Um, so we have been dialing back that COVID-19 spending. Um, we're now in an area where we need to return to a more business-as-usual stance for the government, and that is what the government's focused on. Uh, clearly, the, economic, the overall economic situation that we're facing at the moment uh, has 
inform to the budget decisions that we've so, so you've said you're going to um, find the four and a half, five billion within the current capital and operational allowance. So then what are you going to cut to make sure you can do it? Um, it's not... So it's, uh, it's about making sure that we're carefully prioritising the spending that we currently have um, and the, the new spending allowances. We have new spending allowances. It's about making sure that we're prioritising how we spend those very carefully. So, so, for that, so, so how, can you, how can you do that if you've already allocated the funding to other things? Well, we, we haven't. There's a new spending allowance in this year's budget, um, and you'll see how we spend it when we announce this year's budget. Prime Minister, is this Labour's version of austerity? No, absolutely not. Austerity means that you're not funding public services to keep up with increasing costs. We've made it a, 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 a point uh, in the time that we have been in government to make sure that our health system, our education system, the public services that New Zealanders rely on are funded to keep up with increasing costs. Now, people within those sectors will always be arguing for more. I think we've got the balance about right. Now, we have to recognise that we've, uh, come, we're coming through an inflationary period that is putting pressure on our public services that will be also recognised in the budget. May you acknowledge, though, that you might have to cut some policies or projects under this no-frills rule just to stay with us? Well, we already have. So we've already done some significant reprioritisation in the term in the time that I have been in government as, as Prime Minister. Uh, because I recognise you can't do everything all at once and at the moment we do need to um, cut our cloth carefully. So how much population growth can the, the economy handle? Can it handle 100,000 or, or what? Well, we have to be careful and we have to keep monitoring that because we do know that you know, the population grew quite quickly uh, over the recent decade and a half. And that is one of the things that put pressure on our infrastructure, on our housing market, and so on. Um, we've, we've, we're, making, we're catching up. You know, there, there's been a house building boom in recent years. That doesn't mean we're out of the woods yet, though. So we've got to make sure that we get the balance right here. So we will be keeping it under constant review. Do you think that the government should um, treat its finances just like a household's finances? That's what you suggested in the speech. That, that's oversimplifying what I was saying, I think, Bernard. I do think we need to communicate the way we are making decisions in a way that New Zealanders will understand. That doesn't mean that uh, I regard the government's finances as a directly akin to a household. So you said you, you were going to take a no-frills approach because a lot of households were doing it tough. What about the 311 households who are worth a quarter of a billion dollars each? Are they adopting the same no-frills approach? Um, look, I know that you want me to get into a detailed debate on what we may or may not do around tax today. Um, I have, I'll repeat it again just in case you missed it. Um, I'm not making announcements on what our election tax policy is today, but I am going to honour the 2020 commitments that we but, made for this term of But how should households who are doing it tough feel about those 311 households who are worth a quarter of a billion each paying half of the tax that they are and watching a government be restrictive on its own spending because it wants to uh, cut its cost to fit? I think all governments should always be responsible about the spending decisions that they take, um, and this government absolutely will be. Um,